hang on tight. Fish Talk Radio is about to take you on a fishing adventure. You're about to go places you have even yet to desire and revisit familiar favorites with live, on-the-water expert insider tips. Now, sit up straight, pay attention, take notes, and join the party for a blue water, white water, and calm water adventure. Check out fish tips and trips online at fishtalkradio.com. And now, the all-natural attitude adjustment. Welcome to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio. We have with us today as a co-host, Mike Briggs, who is currently in Ketchikan, Alaska. And we had a good time last week, didn't we, Mike? Absolutely. We were ta- really good time. We were talking about Alaska in addition to the fishing. Obviously, you know, it's, it's legendary. Maybe we'll get a chance <laughs> to talk about that a little bit during the show. But uh, we've got Rick Willis coming up. An author and uh, used to have a radio show. Maybe he still does. I don't know. But uh, uh, we'll let him explain to it. But he's, uh, um, I guess, a professional amateur fly angler. And then if we can get in touch with Kevin, who's on his phone in Colorado someplace up in the mountains, we'll get him on. And then we're going to see if we can get Anna Gloria, someone that uh, that that's a dear friend of mine, and she uh, she owns the Oasis Hotel in Loreto, one of the original uh, resorts in Loreto, and Loreto is just an incredible place. It's, um, it's not you can you can fly in there, but it's you know it's not really one of the uh, busiest airports. But the, she does have a landing strip right next to the resort, by the way. And then that'd we'll be fun, huh? Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. I, I love Loretto. It's it, it hasn't changed. I, the first time I ever went to Baja, it was Loretto, and that would have been I think the late seventies. I must have been about mm. six, I think. But but it was. Uh, they used to have a place called. Well, we'll talk about that during the show. But uh, coming up first, we're going to see if we can get in touch with Rick as soon as we come back from the break. And we've got plenty to talk about. And, of course, make sure that uh, if you've got some questions about going down there. Oh, also, Mike, we've got to talk about the trip that we're coming up with in the beginning of November down to East Cape with uh, Palmas de Cortez. Absolutely. So we talk about that. And hopefully we got you down there and maybe some other people from Ketchikan. That would be great. Good. Okay. Well, go to fishtalkradio.com if just in case you missed something or you got a phone number or you want to re- revisit. And where all of our shows are archived, and that is at fishtalkradio.com. And this show will be right on the front page. And so if you miss it, go back to it or listen to it some more times. Anyway, Mike, stay tuned. We'll be back with, with you in just a minute. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive, Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. 
It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. For your outdoor adventure in the West, CalParksCO.com is required. CalParks has 24 prime locations for camping, fishing, or boating. Lake Comanche has 54 miles of shoreline and three marinas west of San Francisco, known locally as Monster Lake because of the big fish in abundance. Lake Hemet is surrounded by the majestic beauty of tall pines and giant oaks in the mountains of Southern California, a majestic vacation spot. CalParks Company is your prime location for outdoor adventures in the West. If you are still using a plastic hard shell cooler, things have changed for the better. AO coolers are lighter with twice the efficiency of the traditional bulky coolers. AO coolers are the best available soft-sided cooler with three-quarter inch high-density closed-cell foam insulation. They will keep ice frozen for 24 hours in hot weather. Easy to carry, less space, it fits product inside for better performance. Go to aocoolers.com to order or find a retailer available at West Marine. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Wormer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. I got the launch ramp blue. Launch ramp blue. Launch ramp blue. Launch ramp blue. Welcome to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we have a very interesting, knowledgeable person on the line with us. Yeah, we we tend to spend a lot of time on Fish Talk Radio on on blue water fishing, um, and that's my fault. But we have someone on the line that's probably done some of that. Maybe we'll talk about it. But his passion is fly fishing, and so let me just let Rick Willis uh, give his own introduction. He's an author, and do you still do radio, Rick? Uh, I haven't done it for a while, no, except for you, John. (laughs) Might as well start at the top, huh? Exactly. (laughs) But uh, why don't you give us a little bit of an idea about who you are, what you do, and what your real passion is. Well, in real life, I'm a radio and television producer, and in uh, 1995, I did Trout Talk Radio, uh, which was broadcast in 100 markets every Saturday. I did that for six years. Wow. And I traveled around the West and uh, broadcast from an assortment of uh, lodges and drift boats and fly shops. And, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with blue water fishing because I have a 36-foot jersey down in Oceanside. Oh. And I'm going next week to go chase some yellowtail and tuna. I'll tell you what. I'm sure you've heard some stories. Um, I'm not sure if it's hot as it was, but the last couple of weeks it's been on fire. 
No, last year it was unbelievable. It's probably the best it's been in 10 or 15 years. And they're talking about this year is at least as good. And so well, people, I'm, I'm going to go find out next week. I'll let you know, John. Yeah, well, a lot of blue fins. <laughs> but uh, real quickly, I don't want to use up all your time, but what's happened in Baja Well, a year ago when the water got too warm with El Nino and the bait fish started moving north, and that's why last year off Southern California was incredible. Yeah, but, it was. It was fabulous. There's, there's still a lot of... Uh, billfish and some fish down there, but the yellowtail and the tuna and the dorado are all up uh, uh, in Southern California now. Well, I can't go. I can't wait till I get down there and fill up the bait tank and drag out some of my flies. There you go. Uh, Nothing like a tuna on a fly rod. Oh, well, let's talk about that for a minute. Now, you know, I, when you're fly fishing as a purist, you cannot be in a boat uh, that's under under power so but you can get there and you can throw a line out and as you hook up or right before you hook up uh, you put it in neutral and then it's, it's considered an official fly fishing catch so can you describe real quick the process that you use to do that now you're getting technical on me John well no we don't have to be technical this is just for fun <laughs> but you know if you're not looking for a world record tuna you don't have to worry about it but tell us what you do when you go out to fly fishing in, in deep water well, we usually throw some plugs and feathers out and troll to where uh, where we think the tuna are, looking for boils and birds and whatnot. And once we find that, we reel all the junk in pretty much and pull out the fly rod. The teasers. Mm-hmm. Shut, yeah, we shut the motors off and start working the boil with the flies. Mm-hmm. They're big bunny strip flies, purple, yellow. Same thing we use to catch uh, makos with. Well, you know, I've caught some sizable tuna before in my life. And using 50, 80-pound test line, if you get a tuna that's, well, let's just say over 100 pounds, it is a lot of work. And I cannot imagine doing that on, a, what, a 20-pound tippet? Uh, well, yeah, 20, 30, whatever you have handy. Uh, it's a job, and you have to do a lot of stripping and let them run and strip and run and strip and run because you're using a 10-weight. Or a 12-weight rod. Mm-hmm. So it is a lot of work. you got to try and uh, grind them down and grind them down, and you get ground out at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> when you're done, it's, it's pretty much worth it, you know? Well, how long does it take to be? I, I've, you know, it's a couple of years ago where I was with somebody that had like a 250-pound uh well, of course, with the factor figured in, it was it was well over two hundred pounds. Let's put it that way, and it was like three hours. And by oh, the t- take longer than that on the fly rod. Uh, well, yeah. By the time you get in, you know, hands are all curled up and your muscles are after or uh, are tightening up, and you're in a lot of pain. So, uh, but the thing with the fly rod, you can't put any leverage on it. If you've got a short stick, you know, a heavy stick, and you put your hand up, you know, for the leverage. I mean, you can pull it up, but on a fly rod, you just kind of have to guide it up. Tell us, tell yeah, us you how can. that works. Yeah, you can't, you can't beef it like you would a regular mm-hmm. tuna stick or a drilling rod. Mm-hmm. It's a whole different game. It's all finesse. Uh, well, it's a, you better pack a lunch, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing with sharks. I go out with Conway Bowman every once in a while, and then we'll bring in some Makos, four to five, maybe six feet. And uh, it's a battle, and it takes a while, but it's fun. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, if you like to suffer, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, if you're, if you're into masochism, that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> okay. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, some of the other stuff you do. Normally, when you think of, you know, now bass fishing with a fly rod is becoming quite popular. And actually, yeah, that's, I think that, there's... that's uh, because the trout population is dwindling in a lot of places. Oh, really? And it's catching on in uh, warm water areas, you know, down in Texas, some areas yeah. down south, some areas out west. And uh, when the trout population is down or they're not feeding, a lot of guys like to go out and throw little bugs and grasshoppers and different stuff at them. Mm -hmm. They're using mostly a lot of foam stuff these days for flies. Foam? Yeah, foam. The the old artifact, the old uh, original materials, you know, like feathers and fur and all that stuff, Uh it's all gone to foam now. Because the foam flies don't fall apart, they float better. They're easier to cast. They're lighter, hmm. and they're they're cheaper and faster to tie. But hmm. you've got to, you know, you really have to like bass. Uh, I've done a little bit, a little bit of it out west. Well, we were talking to somebody a couple of weeks ago, uh, Rick. That um, you know, because how many professional or semi-professional trout anglers are there? Um, I guess you're about as close as they come, but how many you know uh, bass anglers are there that enter tournaments? Uh, there's thousands and thousands, and you know the idea of fly fishing is becoming apparently one of the rod manufacturers we're talking to has come out with a seven foot fly rod. The reason for that is that uh, the um, the rules are in bass fishing. Uh, the rod has to be seven feet or less. And mm. so a lot of the, I didn't know there were any rules. <laughs> well, oh yeah, <laughs> but you know you can you can use you know you can use whatever you want. But we do know that fly fishing seems to be more effective than um, artificials or conventional equipment. Can you can you kind of kind of give an idea why that's true? I, I think what's happening is that they're throwing stuff that bass haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Okay. They've seen a lot of hula poppers and zero spooks and night crawlers and lizards, and they've seen about enough of that. And uh, now these guys are using new flies and innovative fly patterns using foam. Mm-hmm. Fish haven't seen it before, so they're curious and they're hungry. Right. That's the only thing I can figure. Right. Well, you know, we, we don't have a whole lot of time left. Let's talk a little bit more about you. Uh, me? You, you sent me a book, and what was the name of that book? Uh, hot nymphs, dry flies, and bent rods. That pretty much sums up the whole book. And I'll tell you what, <laughs> if anybody, if someone reads that book, they'll understand the passion as to why you do what you do. Because it's not a how-to book. It's just a matter of the, the perspective of a passionate um, fly angler. Yeah, and it's a compilation of stories and things that happened to me when I was traveling around the West doing the radio program. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of the stuff that happened to the people I met are things that you just can't make up. So <laughs> I figured it would make a good book. And as a matter of fact, right. I just got back from a book tour in Montana. Yeah, uh-huh. I spent three weeks in the uh, motorhome with Freckles the Wonder Dog. <laughs> uh, we hit about 15 or 20 fly shops up in Montana. And right. of course, I fished my way in between fly shops. Of course you do. And, and uh, were you, you know, I, I used to go up to Montana for hopper season in August all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, it seems to me I remember last time I talked to you were getting working on a new one, a new book. 
Yes, I am. That was okay. part of the book tour. That's okay. going to be a chapter. Okay. You'll probably be a chapter two, John. <laughs> well, let's go fishing, and we'll make a chapter out of it. What do you think? You can, uh, you sure. Can... I, I, I have to say, though, while we're still on the air here, that the fishing in Montana has slowly dwindled since I started going there. In the well, we're going to we're going to have to bring you back. We'll talk some more about that. But, it's but, a uh, fascinating subject, and we'll do it again. We'll do it again soon. Thank you, Rick. We're going to let you go now, and it's uh, uh, we'll, we'll give the information in the next segment. If you are still using a plastic hard shell cooler, things have changed for the better. AO coolers are lighter with twice the efficiency of the traditional bulky coolers. AO coolers are the best available soft-sided cooler with three-quarter inch high-density closed-cell foam insulation. It will keep ice frozen for 24 hours in hot weather. Easy to carry, less space, it fits product inside for better performance. Go to aocoolers.com to order or find a retailer available at West Marine. For your outdoor adventure in the West, CalParksCO.com is required. CalParks has 24 prime locations for camping, fishing, or boating. Shasta Trinity Recreation Area is breathtakingly beautiful with all amenities, offering the best camping in California. California's largest reservoir, Diamond Valley, is just 90 miles from Los Angeles or San Diego, designed for an incredible fishery. At Silver Falls Lodge in Oregon, no need to rough it. Stunning beauty and first-class accommodations. Whatever your desire, CalParksCO.com has it. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. The road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway. So your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive, Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we have a very great, interesting person on the line with us, and his name is Kevin 
and he was with a company. I don't know what you do, or you owner, co-owner, general manager, I dishwasher. Am the, uh, I am the CEO, John, wow. CEO of a company called Soft Science. And if you don't mind, we don't want to take a whole lot of time, but I want people to understand what Soft Science is and who you are. I know you had some background in the, the footwear business. Would you mind sharing that? Yeah, so Soft Science was founded as a, as a company that was founded by the originators of Crocs. And uh, while they founded Crocs and grew it up, one of the things they knew they could do is improve upon the technology. So our shoes are made primarily of an injection-molded uh, polymer called Trillion. And the Trillion is an incredibly comfortable, pressure-relieving uh, both outsole and insole. And uh, one of the things we, we found is that not only does Trillium, is it very comfortable to use, but it's very slip resistant. And so uh, one, of the, one of the markets we're going after with our shoes is the fish mark, fishing market. Uh, and we've introduced this in some of the uh, Gulf states um, under, uh, under a product we call the Fin. And now we have the Fin 2. We're going after the waiter business with our new waiter shoe called the Terrafin. And then um, we, uh, we've signed uh, and are working with such Bass Masters champions like uh, Hank Parker and, uh, and other uh, number of people that we're, we've got uh, deals with. I'm drawing a blank on some of the, the younger guys today, but uh, we're really growing in the fishing category because our, our shoes are comfortable, they're slip resistant, they, they're non-marking on the, uh, on the boat. And, uh, and, and they're, they're being widely considered as the best shoe for water that you can wear because they wick water away quickly and they dry super fast. Well, uh, speaking of those, when I was in Alaska, I had a pair on of fins that I used on the boat. And, you know, it was wet and they got wet. But my feet stayed warm. They didn't slip, and they dry out very quickly. And then if just uh, if, if it happens that uh, you know a fish lands on the boat and bleeds, or you get something on your shoe, you just rinse it off, and in a couple of minutes it's dry. Well, our shoes are designed. If you take the insoles out and just wash them with soap and water, and you put the shoes in the in the in the washing machine, they clean up right away. And so you're right. You know, we we design these shoes specifically for the water category and specifically for fishing. And, and we think we're one of the only companies out there that offer this type of, of footwear for anglers. And uh, it's, it's a category that we think uh, has been ignored for a long period of time. And, and a lot of the stuff that's out there for offering is, 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 is incredibly, either incredibly expensive and, and uncomfortable or incredibly cheap and falls apart and still uncomfortable. So we feel like we've got a, a technology that um, is the best shoe in the in the market for anglers, be it saltwater, freshwater, or fly fishing. Well, I remember wearing out a pair of Crocs, and they didn't really last that long, uh, but they were certainly comfortable because I can't stand anything between my toes, uh, and they're not, you know, they're like like, like sandals, uh, but because they are open, and if I would have had something, and I wore those in Alaska too, but my feet were cold. Right. But well, and our shoes are, are similar to a moccasin, so you slide your foot in and you have a lace in the front with a three-lace front, and then we also have, uh, we do have uh, sandals you can wear that are made of 100% trillion, which are incredibly comfortable, but our shoes are laced up because one of the things about a fishing shoe is when you get on a boat or you're, you're getting on the dock, uh, you don't want your foot to move inside of the mm -hmm. shoe too much. And one of the issues with a clog, like Crocs had, is your, is your foot can move inside yeah. the shoe quite a bit. And, uh, and our shoe, you lace it down, 
And, you know, one of the popular categories we're also getting great traction in is the kayak fishing market. Because mm-hmm. you're in water a lot, our shoes dry very fast, and and, and you want to get up, and you can't you can't afford the shoe to, to fall off your foot. No, so, no. Uh, one, of no. The, one of the great things Swim about back our and shoes get it. Yeah. secure and stays put. Yeah. Well, you know what I have on right now is not a fin. And I don't remember what you call it. Basically, it's a walking shoe that you slide into and right. extremely comfortable. I mean, it's hardly, you know, they don't weigh anything, and it's, but it's, it's got great support for your, and not just for your foot, but for your body. And right. they're, they're really, really comfortable. And what, what, what do you call those? Uh, those are our drift shoes, and we make those for a, a, a pre-water or, or on-the-water, after-water. I mean, they're not as hardcore as the fin because the fin are designed that when you're fishing and you're in water a lot, you know, that that, that shoe is, that the mesh upper is, is, is designed to wick the water away. The canvas in the shoe that you have, and, and that we do have a walker shoe, and we have a, a drift shoe that's kind of after fishing, uh, if you will, while they, the other ones are in the, in the washing machine. But one of the things you mentioned that's incredibly important with our shoe is how lightweight they are. Uh, in fact, one of the, one of the, the great um, uh, advantages of our fly fishing shoe is compared to other wader boots is they're very lightweight. And uh, so I'm calling it a speed wader because how often do you have to walk in a quarter mile to get to the stream you're going you're gonna to yeah. fish in? And other shoes that have a, 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 a bottom of a mesh or, or a, not a mesh but a, a, um, a felt or they have the, the, the little spikes, you know, those aren't very comfortable, and they're incredibly uh, uncomfortable to be in, and, and your ankle rolls all around the shoe when you get mm-hmm. in, the, in, the, in the creek bed, whereas ours doesn't. It really, really sucks up the is, rock and is, makes is that, it very comfortable. Is that waiter available yet? Uh, we're, those will be those that we just introduced to the marketplace. They'll be available at Academy Sporting Goods and Dick Sporting Goods coming up, but it probably won't be available until November. And that's when they'll also be on our website, softscience.com. Now, a lot of the shoes, all the shoes we're talking about today, especially the fin shoe, is available on our website, softscience.com. That uh, now somebody, somebody like me that wants to pre-test it, think we could work something out. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and we have a we have a thirty day return rate, so we want everybody happy with our shoes. Yeah. You know, one of the great things about uh, our website and our web purchases, uh, we have a return rate that's less than twenty percent. It's only twenty percent of the industry. Uh, the industry average, and most of those are because they ordered the wrong size or yeah. it didn't quite fit them. Uh, so people buy our shoes, they put them on, and they just don't return them. They fall in love with them, and we generally find that they buy additional pairs. Yeah, exactly, of different types. Uh, well, let's let's take a, a, a step back a little bit and talk about outdoor gear, how important it is. Uh, and when you're talking about any outdoor activity, weight is always a big thing. But some of the other things that you want to look for, whether it's soft science or not, uh, give us an idea. Is let's let's start with uh, uh, with with foot gear. Um, what what do you what should people need to know about buying and using uh, foot gear? Well, there's a couple things. One, it needs to be if you're going to be outside, it's got to be supportive, and you want something that supports your foot. In a, in a great way. You don't want something that you can turn your ankle in. You want a, a good basis of foot support. 
Second, you want it to be comfortable, and you want it to fit snugly. The worst thing that can happen is you can be out in your shoes and and you, and it not fit correctly, and you get blisters. Uh, then yeah. you got trouble making it back to camp. And lastly, you want it to be lightweight. You, you know, you get out and you start hiking around, and if you're lifting a heavy shoe that over you know how many thousands of steps, after a while, that's just going to wear you out. So uh, you, you whether it be soft science or any type of shoe, comfort fit, uh, make sure it's lightweight and. Uh, and shock absorbing, I think those are the keys to making sure that you fit mm-hmm. or choose the right footwear. You know, something that I would like to mention is that some people will get on a cruiser or a ponga and uh, go barefoot and because it's, you know, they, it seems to be more comfortable. But please... Please do not go barefoot uh, on a boat. There's so many problems. I mean, I remember one time where I, uh, I didn't have any shoes on and my foot slipped a little bit and kind of uh, my toes kind of got uh, where a rung was coming up. And not only hurt, I mean, it was almost disabling. And then, right. of course, you've got hooks and other different things that are uh, that are on the boat. So, you know, if if you're if you have a problem that you know shoes aren't comfortable on a boat, then get shoes that are. Right, and you're right, John. Uh, one of the things that with our fin shoe is actually has a little bit of a upper protection coming up the side of the shoe to protect the side of your foot because you're going to get bangs. Uh, you're going to you're going to stub your toe. You're going to be moving around the boat. The boat's going to be moving underneath. To be you got to yeah. be careful about hooks and stuff like that. So we have. I, I couldn't agree with you more. You've got to have great protection on your feet when you're in the boat, especially when you're in the heat of the battle and you're fighting a fish. The last thing you want to be worrying about is stepping in the wrong spot and having uh, something come up uh, in your bare foot. Mm-hmm. Well, we're gonna we only got about a minute or so left. But another question: If you are fishing a stream, say you're fly fishing for trout, uh, and there's rocks on the bottom, uh, can you comment on that? As, as to you know the yeah, um, uh, in fact I can. In fact, a soft science shoe is kind of like a, a pillow, and you know when you put a pillow over rocks, it absorbs the the under underside absorbs the, the the, the, the differentiation of the rocks, but it keeps the top side level. And that's one of the great things about Trillian is we design it so the upper part stays level and uh, and, it, and it just really eats up the, the unevenness of the rocks. Whereas other shoes, when you have a very uh, very hard sole of the shoe, that shoe's going to pitch underneath your foot right and left and forward and back. Right. Well, that's then, what leads to injury, injuries and uncomfortableness. Right. Not only that, rocks are slippery. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, gosh, that went by fast. <laughs> but uh, I know you're up in the Colorado someplace on your way to go fishing, and you're on your cell phone. I'm glad we got the signal from you. Uh, Absolutely. But uh, how do we get in touch with Soft Science? It's uh, softscience.com? Softscience.com, and uh, you go in there and, and check out our fins, check out our new terrain boots, check out all the all the products we have available. Those are those that are available to ship now. And, there you go. Again, we have a money-back return policy if you don't like the shoes. Okay, but perfect. I guarantee you, once you get them home and, and you get and, them on your feet, you're going to you, it, you, you get that all factor. You end up for a while. Also, also, Kevin, if they mention uh, uh, Fish Talk Radio, they're half price, right? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> sure, well, sure. first you got to double that. it, then you get half price. There you go. Okay. Hey, we appreciate that. Uh, thanks for pulling over the side of the road, and we'll be talking to you soon. 
for your outdoor adventure in the West, CalParksCO.com is required. CalParks has 24 prime locations for camping, fishing, or boating. Lake Comanche has 54 miles of shoreline and three marinas west of San Francisco, known locally as Monster Lake because of the big fish in abundance. Lake Hemet is surrounded by the majestic beauty of tall pines and giant oaks in the mountains of Southern California, a majestic vacation spot. CalParks Company is your prime location for outdoor adventures in the West. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive. Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. The road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway. So your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back motor trend truck of the year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. You get in line and I'll get a pole, honey. You get in line and I'll get a pole, babe. You get in line and I'll get a pole. We'll go down to the crockhead hole, honey, baby mine. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio. And, wow, that was uh, very interesting. And I tell you, I do have some um, soft science shoes, uh, courtesy um, of, of Kevin. And, hey, it works. They're, they're not cheap, but they're a lot, you know, they're, they're not like these uh, uh, Michael Jordan shoes for 200 bucks. They're very, very reasonable. I think they run from anywhere from about 40 to 80 bucks, something like that at the top end. 
But yeah, I was just on their website, John, and I mean, some of the then shoes that's what they you have need to down do. as low as But anyway, uh, we, we do bucks. have uh, Mike Briggs on the line with this. Mike, I'm sorry we've been ignoring you. <laughs> that's okay. But like I said, I was just on the website. You can get some of those shoes for as little as 26 bucks off their website. Well, you know, let's talk a little bit about fly fishing in Alaska, if we can. I know that sure. Clover Pass and, you know, most of the inland passage is primarily salmon and halibut. And right. it is possible to catch salmon on a fly rod. You don't see it too oh, often, yeah. but uh, especially this time of the year, I guess, is the silvers. And silvers tend to stay on top, right? Well, I mean, they're usually the peaks are really the ones that are surface dwellers. Uh, the silvers like to be down there about 20 to 30 feet. But any of the fish as they enter the freshwater streams are going to be right there on the surface. I mean, most of the creeks and stuff are only a foot or two deep, if that. And so you get a lot of fish right on the surface as they get into that freshwater zone, you know. Well, the other thing is that when you're in Ketchikan, it's uh, a major airport for float planes. Correct. And they say that we have more float planes in Ketchikan than any other area in the world. Right. You know, let's talk about float planes just for a second, because sure. you still they're still flying ones that are made in the 50s. Was that the Correct. de Havilland? Uh, was it the Beaver and the... Um, otter. Otter, yeah. Yep, and yep. Let's, uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know, you know, you wouldn't think you'd want to go in an airplane that's, what, 60, 70 years old, but they just, they keep flying, don't they? They do. I mean, they're, you know, obviously, uh, you've got to keep up on the maintenance of them, of course, and the mechanics and the pilots around here are very, very well suited for that. Mm -hmm. and, and, yeah, I mean, we've got literally hundreds of these things buzzing around each and every day. Yeah. I mean, and they're there to take f fishermen out to these remote lakes. I mean, you know, Minnesota is known as the land of 10,000 lakes or whatever. We've got 3 million lakes. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> 3 million so, lakes. So, I mean, there's 100 lakes just within yeah. a quick plane flight from where I'm at right well, now. You know, and, let's, you know let's, let's, everybody let's, thinks about fly fishing in Alaska, and they think about going up to the Kenai, but there are plenty of areas in southeast Alaska to go fly fishing as well. Yes. And well, because fewer people target those areas, there's no pressure on the fish. You can really just have a ball, cutthroat and rainbows, 20-inch long rainbows that you can get into. And just, I mean, really phenomenal uh, freshwater fishing here in Alaska. Okay. Uh, well, the other th we're talking about float planes. My understanding, I don't think they've actually built, a, you know, I mean, the, the Haviland built a float plane, and that's what it was for. That's all it did. But mm -hmm. I don't know if there's any companies that still do that, are there? I mean, I, you know, uh, Cessna still does. They build a one that's designed for, uh, for, uh, uh, for just, just as a float plane? Well, you know, that's a good question. I don't know if it's designed specifically for a float plane or if it's a, a model that they equip with Well, floats. yeah, I, I know that they have you know, newer planes that they outfit with pontoons. Hey, Mike, Correct. I have a surprise for us. Uh, okay. We had earlier on, we had uh, Rick Willis, uh, an author and, dry, and fly fishing angler, and uh, we're going to bring him back in for a minute. Rick, do you mind? I'm here. Well, I was just talking to Mike Briggs, who lives in southeast Alaska at a Ketchikan, and we were just talking about float planes. And normally in Ketchikan, you think about salmon fishing and halibut fishing. But uh, can you repeat what you said about the um, the airport in Ketchikan, Mike? The, 
I'm sorry, about the airports? No, about the float planes in Ketchikan. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've got more float planes in this area than literally than anywhere in the world. And within, you know, a 30, 40 minute flight, probably 100 lakes that you can go to and, and target different species at each lake, you know. Some of them are known for cutthroat. Some are known for rainbows. Some are known for, you know, just every species it's going to be different. Some some systems are known specifically for which type of salmon, you know, go upstream and spawn there. So, uh, you know, if, depending on what you're looking to target, you can find it you know, within just a short plane ride from, from Ketchikan, which is, makes it a lot of fun, of course. What do you think, Rick? A road trip time? I've never fly fished from a float plane, but it sounds interesting. Well, you know, How slow can you go? Well, slow. <laughs> I don't think you control a fly. But uh, you know what's what's really cool? The first time I ever, I guess probably the only time, no, second time, is uh, when you when you take off in a float plane, the pilot has a particular lake in mind for the type of fishing that you want to do. But, you know, these lakes could be anywhere from a mile to 10 miles long. And mm-hmm. so what he does is he flies over, and I don't care if the lake is 10 miles long. If there's a float plane there, they don't even slow down. They keep going to the next one. Yeah, and there's that many opportunities. So when you get on a lake, you're the only one on the lake. And they'll, you know, they'll uh, lay down, get up close to the bank, put your waders on or whatever you're going to do, and get your fly line out. Exactly. Well, let's go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> There's some incredible lakes. There's one in particular called uh, McDonald Lake where you can go, and, and it's got this great sandy shelf that extends way out into the lake. And then you kind of reach this limit, and it just drops off like a, uh, a cliff. And you stand right on the edge of that and, and throw your fly line out there, and you get the sockeye and the silvers and the pinks that are running up this creek, you know, from one creek through uh, Lake McDonald and then on to another creek. Mm-hmm. And uh, the fishing is incredible. I mean, literally, you can come out with a mm-hmm. 15, 20-pound silver. Well, what about you know. uh, trout and Dolly Varden up there? But, oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, on that same trip, we did go further up into the creek, and we got into an area where we were catching some really big rainbows. In fact, one of my buddies, he caught one that was probably about 18, 20 inches long. Whoa. Well, Rick, you may have some questions for Mike. Uh, you know, Mike is not an avid fly angler like you are, but uh, I think you might have some discussion with him, and let's see if we can put something together. Well, it's uh, the ultimate definition of fly fishing, right? Oh, yeah, come on. <laughs> that was very yeah, funny. Being on an island, I mean, obviously we're more, more well known for for the saltwater fishing, but like I said, there's... Uh, hundreds of lakes within a short distance and different species in each one that you can go target. And what's so have you, is have interesting you taken is like fly anglers. What's that? Have you taken fly anglers on floats to those lakes? Oh yeah. I've gone, uh, you know, typically the further, you know, the ones that are a little further out, you'll go with a guide and they have to have permits from the forest service in order to go to take you to those places. The places that are closer to town, actually the forest service won't even allow permits for guides. So you have to be kind of a self-serve guy if you're going to do it there. Um, but there, those areas are within driving distance or a short boat ride. So mm-hmm. there's a, plenty of places to get into some big fish. I mean, I have a couple of friends that go um, to the Naha Bay river system every uh, spring and then again in the winter for a steelhead run. 
Uh, you know, I recall uh, hearing stories that uh, from the Forest Service, you can actually rent a cabin. Mm-hmm. And, and you get on a float plane and they fly you in, drop you off and come back and pick you up a week later, hopefully. Uh, do you want, can, you, can you comment on that? They're cheap. Yeah, I mean, you can get a, I mean, some of these cabins are with, you know, driving distance or a boat ride. Like you said, some you have to take a, a float plane to get to. There's no trails to hike to them. And you're literally you know, out in the middle of nowhere. And they're cheap. They're only, they used to be 25 bucks a night. I think they've boosted the rate up to like $40 a night now. But some of them will sleep as many as eight people. Yeah. So you can get out there and just have a ball. And then, of course, there's guys here. For instance, you know, there may be a, a skiff available on that lake without a motor, but you can rent the motor from one of the guys here in Ketchikan and take it with you on the float plane so you can motor around, like you said, those 10-mile-long lakes and find some of the better spots to get to. Now, what do you usually get to fly somebody out? Uh, you know, it obviously depends on how far it is, but a uh, round trip for the plane is typically somewhere between three and $500. So you get them dropped off out there. Yeah, you know, get dropped off on a Thursday, have them come back and pick you up on a Monday kind of a thing typically. But And if you got like four guys splitting it, it doesn't make it so cost prohibitive. Mm-hmm. And uh, you either better pack a lunch or catch some fish, right? Well, yeah, I mean, you'll, you'll definitely want to take coolers. I mean, even these Forest Service cabins, they've got like wood stoves in them, and they're all stocked with wood. And so uh, you can cook right there inside of the cabin and um, – and then, I mean, it, it really is glorious. There's, and there's different ones. It depends on what you want to do. I mean, it's, certainly there's plenty on these freshwater lakes where you can go fly fish. There's also some on, like, saltwater bays where you can drop crab pots. Uh, and, of course, there's still, you know, freshwater systems nearby where you can still do some fly fishing as well as saltwater fishing. So, well, when's the end of the season, Mike? Well, you know, I mean, the salmon run from basically Memorial Day through to the 1st of October, and that's our summer season that's typically when people want to come up to alaska mm-hmm. after october 1st the weather can get kind of dicey sometimes you'll have a beautiful october where you know yeah. nothing you know no real big change from august or september other times it's like a light switch was flipped and it's blowing 80 yeah. miles an hour yeah. and raining sideways well so. rick it sounds to me like uh we got to look into this uh it sounds like it'd be something you'd love to do I don't want to be in Alaska after October, that's for sure. <laughs> well, there's southeast Alaska, you know, you get almost no rain. It gets cool and windy, but uh, those lakes are up in the mountains and they're protected. But, uh, you know, it's, a, it's kind of a manly sport, I guess, is a good way to put it. But, well, and in November, you come up, there's a great steelhead run, and yeah. you can do some ice fishing on the lakes. Oh, no, that's uh, that's okay. <laughs> anyway. I'm, I'm <laughs> not crazy about ice no. fishing in Alaska. There um, you go. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, with we're a getting, fly rod, we're, you know what I mean? Yeah, we're getting kicked, at, we're getting kicked out of here, guys. Uh, but anyway, thanks for coming back on there. Appreciate it, Rick, and thank you, Mike. It's been a lot of fun, and let's uh, let's talk some more about this in the future. For your outdoor adventure in the West, CalParksCO.com is required. CalParks has 24 prime locations for camping, fishing, or boating. Shasta Trinity Recreation Area is breathtakingly beautiful with all amenities, offering the best camping in California. California's largest reservoir, Diamond Valley, is just 90 miles from Los Angeles or San Diego, designed for an incredible fishery. At Silver Falls Lodge in Oregon, no need to rough it. Stunning beauty and first-class accommodations. Whatever your desire, CalParksCO.com has it. 
The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. S-A-N-D-O-S is how to spell luxury resort in downtown Cabo San Lucas. Sandos Finistera Los Cabos is the only five-star all-inclusive on the beach next to the marina in Cabo San Lucas. Angler-friendly Sandos Finistera Los Cabos is now an affordable world-class resort with the finest accommodations, food, and location anywhere. Enjoy your Cabo fishing adventure as you never have. Visit Sandos.com and use discount code FISHTALK. Vagabundos del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. Always buy quality, and you will not be disappointed. AO Coolers, the lightweight, soft-sided cooler, will not disappoint you. Easy to carry, less room on the deck, and more efficient. AO Coolers fit the product inside for more performance. Once you try one, you want more. You will be proud to own one. AO Coolers outperform bulky, hard-shell, and lesser soft-sided coolers. For types and how to find yours, go to aocoolers.com. Available at West Marine. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real fun adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real fun trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. I got a little about a city boy. They came to Wisconsin, up from Illinois, so we can enter. The big fish contest, it's a thumb of bucks cash for the biggest and the best, but I told them. Guy, you're making Welcome a back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we still have Mike Briggs, who is currently in Ketchikan, Alaska. And, Mike, your position up there right now, it sounds like you're the right guy to talk to because you are what? Well, I'm the member services manager for the Ketchikan Visitors Bureau. So what I do is basically liaise with all of the, you know, operators, whether it be, uh, you know, lodges and hotels or fishing guides or what have you, all the way to, say, the people who run the zip line or the um, people who do the crab tour boat or whatever it may be for, you know, we get a million cruise ship passengers through Ketchikan each year. Literally, literally a million. Yeah, I mean, it's just shy of that. I think we had 988,000 last year, something <laughs> like that. And so, um, obviously, a lot of our t- our visitor industry is geared towards those people and um, and getting them out for a short, say, four-hour excursion, whether it be, like I mentioned, the zip line or a fishing charter or a float plane ride, as we were talking about before. Um, but then there's the independent travelers that come through, whether it's on the ferry, the Alaska Marine Highway, or via airplane, um, you can't drive here. It's, uh, it's uh, 
Well, you're so actually no at, roads actually was it? You have to fly. You have to take yeah. the ferry. Right, because you're actually Ketchikan is on an island, even though it's uh, uh, the passage is is very narrow. But there's still no roads to get there, and there's no roads to get to the airport from Ketchikan. That's true. Uh, in the, the airport is on another island, about a quarter mile away from the city, um, and so you do take a ferry between those two things as well. But in that quarter mile, it goes from obviously you know zero feet deep down to eight hundred feet deep. And wow, that channels. Wow, boy, that certainly <laughs> is a deep water port, isn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, I'm my office is right here on the dock, and I'm looking out, and thirty yards from me is a you know, a full-size cruise ship, <laughs> yeah, two thousand passengers on it. Yeah, you know, two, three or four thousand. Like a twelve-story yeah. building just pulled up next to mine. <laughs> yeah. Hey, let's talk a little bit about East Cape, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, we have, and you're going to be helping us put together um, our annual trip to the Palmas de Cortez, yeah, mm-hmm. November seven to eleven. And mm-hmm. it's a perfect time to go down because it's cooled off a little bit, but the fishing is still quite hot. Yeah, yeah and it, I mean, it, you're right about it cooling. You know, for me, it's not much of a cool down. It's way, way, way hotter than my summer is. But I remember when I went with you a couple of years back, you know, we got there and uh, I was leaving Ketchikan where the temperatures were, you know, 60 degrees, 55 degrees and landed. And it was, uh, I believe, 90 or 95 there in, uh, in at the South Cape. So, yeah, uh, 90% humidity. You know, it was a, a huge difference in the temperatures, you know, um, but it gave me a, a chance to enjoy a, a summer vacation, so to speak, even though it was the middle of November. Right. But I think when you went down, it was very beginning of November. But this one, it, it, it is, and it can be. Uh, it's a great time to get away, especially if you're from the colder climes. But even if you're not, uh, it's an easy time because it's not quite so crowded, but the fishing is still really good. And mm-hmm. the trip that we have put together, it's not as all-inclusive as an all-inclusive resort, but we've tried to pack in as much as we can so that every time you turn around, it's not like, hey, give me 20, give me 40, give me 50. It's, right. uh, um, so it will include transportation from the San Jose del Cabo Airport. Um, you fly down, take you up to the resort. Uh, what's the, whatever the seventh, and I can't remember what day it is. Is it Wednesday or something like that? But I any, think actually that's a Monday. Okay. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. And then, uh, and then the next day you go. Uh, it's two to a room, four per cruiser. So the next mm-hmm. day you go out and uh, you get your breakfast and a box lunch. And mm-hmm. you spend about eight hours on the water, and you may go a couple hundred yards, or you may go twenty miles, depending on where the fish are. But, right. Uh, and that the total package with most of your meals, all of your equipment, uh, and just a fun time is a thousand fifty bucks, thousand forty five actually. So get in touch with us and me or Mike, and uh, we'll get you set up with that because um, it's filling. Actually, it's filling up pretty quick. We're going to have a pretty full trip this time, Mike. You gone fishing. 